welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after party for people who need just a little bit more. We're two friends, Jason and Steph, and we aren't quite ready to sleep on all things pop culture. Welcome to Kick-Ons, because the party's not over. The night is young, no we're not done. Party back at ours, everybody's welcome to the kick-ons. You're welcome. Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after party for people who want just a little more. Hi, Jason. Steve, I just want to say something something about you is different. <laughs> what is it? Is it the fresh layer of tan I just put on? It is not the tan. I'm used to that by now. Do you know I get more of a shock when you don't have tan on, not when you do have tan on. <laughs> Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, although the hands look very good today. Thank you. Well done. Thank no, you. it's not the tan. It's something about, is that a crisis you're going through? <laughs> is that a crisis? It's called keeping up with the kids. Steph cut herself TikTok bangs. Well, I didn't cut them myself. No. Friend of the pod, Eilish cut them. Yeah, they look I amazing. I think they look good. They do. Um, Don't touch them. Greasy, greasy fringe means um, greasy life. Oh, ain't that the truth? Yeah. Hey, I thought you were going to say that you could, we're looking at my beautiful mug? mug. No, we've got, we've been sent merch yay finally it's available to no one <laughs> it's exclusive to only us yeah. from friend of the pod erin claire yeah friend of the pod and guest of the pod yeah who i think we should get back on to be honest i've already messaged her about oh, that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we have to have her back on but it's a really cute vote p waka waka mug we'll post it on our instagram yeah i think next year this will be really important in actually getting the p waka waka over the line because Rumour has it, I've been uh, out amongst the birds. Forest and birds? Yes. Yeah. And um, they reckon Piwaka Waka was close. They were like... <laughs> <laughs> I really thought we were going to go into 2021 without bird noises. Nah, not me. <laughs> not me. Um, there was, I was just warming up my voice for something. Oh, Who knows what it is. Ooh. Follow One Hit Wonder. On Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like feeling very excited right now. It's a good day. It's our first guest of 2021. Oh, it is too. Yeah. There's a little bit more of a buzz in the air, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Such a buzz in the air. It's also amazing because um full full transparency we can't, can't see our guest right now yeah so we are still looking into the camera like performing Steph is literally like see us. you know like when your phone <laughs> comes on and you're just like look oh no you're like on a FaceTime to someone else but you're looking at yourself the entire time yeah. while you're talking to them it's like you should have just made a call actually because you are just looking at yourself and you should have just looked in the mirror while you're on and the I'm phone. only looking at my bangs to make sure they still look perfect they do look perfect thank you <laughs> well our first guest of 2021 is someone whose career we have witnessed take off firsthand and someone who inspires us to chase our passions. From painting nails for fun at drama school in New Zealand, they have gone on to gain a following of over 20,000 people, outrageous, and have nailed some of some big names like Kim Chi, Naomi Smalls, Katja Zamalajakova, and Jason Parker and Stephanie Moore. <laughs> Last year, their lava lamp nail design saw them featured in Allure magazine, Teen Vogue, People, Good Morning America, and many more. And we are so excited to catch up with and welcome Liam Peter Taylor to kick on. <laughs> Feel, um, well, the ego is like right up there after such a lovely introduction. Oh, well, you know, I love the way that you phrase nailed some of the. Thank you. That was so good. I was like, nailed it. Do you think I said Zamalogikova correctly? Do we feel that way? (laughs) 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 Probably not. But hi. (laughs) I was so confident in being 
right. I told her just not to say the last name. But it's just like so like it just I wanted to try. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. It's not everything but trying to is. So good work. Mm. Thank you so much. So Liam, you're coming to us live from Melbourne. I am indeed. And how's it going over there? going well it's a scorcher of a day over here um it's lovely restrictions are easing day by day week by week rather and we're slowly finding some sort of normal again but um melbourne is not the place it was a couple of months ago thank the lord yay that's so good that's so good um and obviously everything that you do as in your job had to drastically change over the last year does it how does it feel to be back oh it feels great to have something to do um you know uh something to get out and do every day it gives you so much of a purpose because it really does take a toll on you just not having a job or not having something to go out and not having a routine. Um, my mum said it for yeah. years and I was like, whatever, but she was right. Um, having routine. And, <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> um, but no, we love you. <laughs> What's your mum's name again? <laughs> Joanna. Well, you can jo- just refer to We her. love you, Joanna. JT. She's a bloody treat, that woman. Um, yeah, JT. Oh, the like original JT. <laughs> Way before actual JT. Yeah, piss off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, no, everything changed a lot. Um, as you said, my job is just face to face. I need a person in front of me um, in the salon to do my job. And um, no, that, that couldn't happen. So yeah, last year was awfully, uh, awfully boring. <laughs> yeah. But at least you're you kind of got to create your way through lockdown, I guess. It didn't seem as if your passion or creativity suffered through that time. Uh yeah, I, I, I well that's good to hear. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I guess Okay, that's the Instagram version of it. Now yeah, the reality. Yeah. Hey, that's life, right? Is uh there's always an Instagram version uh versus the actual um deleted scenes of one's life, which is why we should yeah. never, you know, look at someone's social media presence and think, oh, that's them. Um because that's ridiculous. Um uh, I mean, yeah, sure. I I was trying to create as much nail content as I could on myself and I was making press on nails and selling those to people, uh, sending them around, which I've done on and off throughout the years, as you guys probably know. Um, and yeah, I've got some. Yeah. Oh, you've got some. That's right. I get, I've so got you, some. Yeah, you, you supported me through lockdown. You, um, you saved you, my uh, life. Yeah. Oh, and you mine um so yeah <laughs> that was great to be able to do that um for sure because you're not like uh I guess you're not doing it every day it's not right in front of you there's not that drive when there's a person like I get really energized by a client in front of me so by myself at home just doing press on nails on my own nails it is that much harder to get myself into the um, swing of things. If I just had a computer job, like an office job, and was having to work from home like so many thousands of people here, I would be absolutely horrendous at it. I would just be faffing about doing nothing. <laughs> so I'm not a good worker from drinking, home. Drinking cups of tea out of your Princess Diana commemorative mug. As I'm doing right now, let me take a sip. <laughs> Jason, we should explain how we know Liam. Yes. No. well don't let the accent fool you listeners at home liam is a new zealander he they do sound incredibly australian right now yeah you do do i actually yeah yeah very that's not good news. I think me. listening back to this, like if you ever listen back to this, you'll realize how New Zealand we sound as well. Can I? Yeah, you. no, yeah. I will. 
Can I just put a disclaimer yeah. in there? I do not try to sound Australian at all because I know I hear people like that have moved to London for like five minutes and then they're like, cherry old old, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, like, what? I'm a Virgo son with a Leo rising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, mate. And you're like, you've been there for five minutes. All right, chill out, hun. Madonna or whoever you're trying to be. But, um, oh, but yeah, no, but that's Lindsay not Lohan. It. Just over many years, you get sick of being asked, what? Sorry, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? And uh, maybe it yeah. just naturally changes. I'm pretty, like, I love to mimic people, like, all the time. So I guess it just takes, you know, it just Customer happens. service. You get oh. sick of people being like, you just get sick where of are people. you from? What are you saying? Yeah, full yeah. stop. Sick we of did people. that. We both did that yeah. in Sydney. We would, I would change my accent sometimes. Yeah. Because yeah. you say six, like, that's oh, $6. Gosh. And... It's like, guys, how old are we here? Like, stop, stop laughing at me. We're six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, we know Liam because we all went to NASDA together, drama school. Liam was the year above us, I believe. Um, in what was the largest year group to ever come through <laughs> NASDA, I believe. There were just thousands of you in that year group. There really were. And Liam was just a style icon from the second we saw them. Yeah, like leopard print, tights, glitter. Just everything. Remember when you dressed up as Lady Gaga? Oh, have you have dropped out? Yeah, I think. Okay. That's okay. Are we here? Hello. Oh. Yeah. We're here. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I just couldn't handle the... Um, the praise for my leopard print tights, so I left the chat. No. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, we don't know what you can hear. Okay. No, I can hear yeah, you. I, print... I heard you uh, mention the Lady Gaga dress up, which was Nathan Tunbridge, who is a you know friend of the pod also, and yes, of yours, Pry guest, great episode, BT Dubs, and um, thank you. That was there. So uh, drunk. <laughs> And we all had to dress up. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was amazing. And then, and through drama school, you were painting people's nails and as well as being amazing on stage, dressing up like a cat, as well as also um, being my boss at the press newspaper. <laughs> what? Is that true? Yes. <laughs> Oh, my God. A few days ago. And Can I you give her an employee review right now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Steph was great. Like, Steph, um, you're great at your job. Great, um, obviously, great attitude. Um, the sales are kind of average for you, but that's not because you don't have the skill to sell. It's just because you just fuck around so much between calls. Yeah, with Tom Worthington. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Honestly, we were such bad employees. Like, we I really was, were. Like, we I, were, I but... Manager. Honestly, I was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so not true. <laughs> that's so not true. And then when did you move to Melbourne? Um, I moved here in 2013, at the start of 2013. Um, and then, yeah, I was here for four years. And then I did a little sabbatical. I went back to New Zealand for two years, but then have come back a couple of years ago so I did a bit of toing and froing yeah and the but the nails have been a consistent yes they passion have. of yours I guess yeah since I knew you two um uh yeah at NASDA as you said um that's where we met and I guess I was just painting nails as a hobby obviously like I liked painting my own nails um but I got really 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 over just painting plain nail varnish on my nails. Like just one color was like horrid to me. So I would need to paint a pattern or a something, anything else, like a dot for God's sake, like something else. So I would go to like spotlight or wherever and grab some little brushes and cut them all up and get all this, you know, discounted nail varnish from Kmart and farmers and stuff. <laughs> and um, Amazing. just spend so long um, painting my nails. I remember throughout um most years at NASA I would spend every I would say every other day just changing my nails because I get so sick of them and yeah I just do it all the time and um if people started you know saying that I'm the nail person and everyone would be asking about what I had on my nails and then I'd start doing people's nails including yourselves at my kitchen table and I'd be doing yes. like 
yeah, it was weird. And people started giving me money for it, for my time. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm not really shit at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a big old hobby. And then how did, did it turn from a hobby to a job? Well, when I moved to Melbourne, I just wanted to, well, firstly, I needed a job doing anything, you know, like a lot of people just come here and get jobs in hospital and uh, things like that. And that's, I started getting jobs and like doing call centers because obviously thanks to the press, uh, that was my experience. Yeah. Um, so I had some <laughs> telemarketing jobs and stuff. And as we know, know that that's quite soul sucking, but um, I saw a company uh, that did uh, that was a nail art company that had uh, a salon and they did events where they just went around to different stores and events and stuff and set up little kiosks and painted people's nails. And it was in regular nail varnish that you and I can buy from the store and on natural nails, you didn't need any qualification as a nail tech or any um, specific skills. You just needed to be good at painting nail art with a regular polish. And I was like, when I saw that, um, well, actually a friend of mine saw them doing a pop-up in Maya and then messaged me and said, what the hell? Like, I feel like that's exactly what you do at home. And I was like, it really is. So they weren't advertising or anything, but I just emailed them like five times in a row and was like, I don't think you understand, but I'm definitely <laughs> going to work for you. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, Amazing. basically. And then eventually that, you know, they hired me and um, I worked in their salon for like three years and, it was really hard in many, many ways working there. Um, but it got me really a lot better doing nail art because uh, nail varnish, like nail polish, uh, is so hard to paint with. It's such a horrible paint. And um, doing children's nails most of the time, so it's not, it's not easy. So you get good because mm. it's such a tricky job. Um, and, yeah, I just sort of taught myself all of the artwork and – since then, I mean, I went and I studied a nail tech course and went from one salon to the other and worked at home for a while in New Zealand and made a lot of press on nails and just, you know, you just slowly get better and better and better. Did you come back to New Zealand to study? I did come back to New Zealand to study and also to just uh, take some time out because I needed, I needed, uh, I needed a moment of being at home, you know what I mean? Um, well, you guys yeah. are 100%. 100% know what We're I mean. still doing that moment. Yeah. We're in that moment still. And you know what? I honestly thought that I would be doing that too. I thought I'll move home to the good, the mighty Palmerston North. Well, actually, I live mm -hmm. near, near about Palmerston North and Fielding, if you're familiar. Um, and I know. I know. You know <laughs> um, <laughs> it's beautiful place. Um, and uh, I thought I have all this experience doing nails and I was doing more advanced nail services slowly, you know, day by day, learning more about it. But I thought if I really want to get into this properly and be taken seriously, I should really do a course to, and I was really just interested in it because of the theory side of things and the chemical and, you know, health mm. side of it. So um, I went home and did it um, in my home city of Palmerston North where I grew up near. Um, but I also um, went home because I, as I said, I just needed the break and I thought I'd be there for, I sort of thought I'd just live in New Zealand from then on and move to Wellington. Cause that's where I'd go if I um, moved home. Um, and I thought I'd be there for six months, then move to Wellington and just dot around. I, uh, but yeah, I, I discovered that I really just missed Melbourne and I was there for two years all in all, but um, I just spent a lot of time with my grandmother when she was unwell, which was the other reason I went home. Yeah, that's so nice that you did realise that you missed Melbourne because I yeah. have never felt, apart from the people, I've never felt like, oh my God, I just miss Sydney and every, that was so perfect and I should go back. So it was almost yeah. like giving you that like, assurance that you yeah. were in the right place. Yeah, And totally. since then, every, you've even sort of, I guess, skyrocketed your career even more <laughs> have I? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think so. You're now a brand ambassador for Soak Nails, is it? Um. Oh, brand, yeah. Well, no, not no, Soak. gel polish. The, the, the gel polish. The tell gel us. polish. Tell us, yeah. tell us who you're an ambassador oh. for. <laughs> yeah, go on. Look, I'll do it. All right. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah, that's right. Thank you. I don't have it written down. No, gosh, nail anything. It's just such a foreign thing to everybody. Like, if you're not in it, there's so much to it. And the lingo is like, I mean, how the hell would you know what you're talking about? Like, obviously, like, I have to, like, translate. (laughs) So, like, I think I booked the right thing, but I absolutely, and I'm like, no, you absolutely didn't get out. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) that's why I don't see a single client every day. I'm fully booked and don't see anyone. (laughs) I just sit there and say, leave. Um, no. no, Yeah, I get, yeah, that's very kind of you. Um, I came back and I, had a job with some really lovely friends at a place called Miss J's Nails and Beauty, which is a little salon in the inner north mm. here in Melbourne, and they are just wonderful. And I worked there part-time getting by, which was lovely of them to give me some space. And then I got sort of poached, I suppose, through, like, Instagram, uh, which is, like, mm-hmm. it felt kind of a bit fun, like, for someone to be chasing me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, like, my yeah, my inner sort of... Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, it was just felt kind of funny. So I was a bit of a smug mole and was like, oh, maybe, um, maybe if you could do this. But um, yeah, right. I, I got asked by um, my now bosses to come and be the nail manager and oversee that. And also, you know, work as the nail, te- a nail tech there as well at a bar, a beauty bar, it's called in South Yarra uh, in Melbourne. So uh, that is a, it's Victoria's first fully licensed premises. That's also a beauty bar and a nail bar. So it's like a bar where you can drink wine and cocktails. Um, so it's got a fully, fully serviced bar, but it's also like every single nail, uh, sorry, every single beauty service you, you can uh, imagine at a, you know, we aim for a luxury level, obviously. Um, so it's nice and bougie, but it's really chill still and just a lovely environment. So, um, I've been there for over a year now. Although it doesn't feel like it because I was at home most of last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, it does yeah. look so cool. It's very beautiful. I must say, um, working in nail salons is a lot of the time really pokey little um, workstations. And, um, yeah, it can be quite, I don't know, drab, I guess, and um, uh, and really crowded, I suppose, um, just like small areas. and But this is just like huge and um very lovely like they've gone all out with the um like the interior i yeah i i walk in there and i kind of feel i don't feel fancy enough for the place most of the time (laughs) Uh, that's good that's good because you need the fancy people yeah you need to level up yeah. Liam. Yeah. Try harder. <laughs> harder. Yeah. Okay. Good. No, <laughs> no yeah. that, it's in a fancy area, but that you know, it comes with it's 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 got pros and cons. Let's just say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she's been poached, right? She's um, been poached. We are. Yeah. Do you, our- how did you get involved in all like making nails for all these huge names? I'm yeah. just looking at Steph's list now, and I noticed that. Uh, Jason Parker was on there. No, um, <laughs> Katia, um, all these dra- all these queens. I know the biggest of all, Jason Parker. Um, <laughs> Gucci. Yeah. Um, Most demanding. No, no, not at all. Um, I with those ones with the the Rue Paul uh, drag queens. They um. I think, how did I start? That was uh, quite a few years ago now. Um, I went to a gig in Melbourne and it was Kimchi and Naomi Smalls um, and they were performing at a bar and I bought a ticket for a meet and greet. And I, knowing that I was going to meet them, even though it was, you know, for like 20 seconds, because you know how those things are, um, I planned ahead and made some sets of nails for them just to gift to them. And I spent so long laboring over these nails. And I look back at those nails now and thank God they're trash. But like at the time I was like, these are amazing. And, um, (laughs) which is a common theme throughout a creative's life. You always look back to what you did five minutes ago and think it's trash. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I just gave them some nails and gifted them to them. And they, and I did the same thing for Katia, uh, a few years later and yeah, I just forced it into their pockets, I suppose. And then since then, um, I think 
Naomi, I've given Katia some nails twice and then Naomi Smalls and uh, Kim Chi just slid on into the DMs and asked for some more and they bought them, which was really lovely. Like they offered to pay, which um, is obviously important. Um, Yeah. 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 Well, they're artists that respect other artists' time. So that's really lovely. Yeah. What? What's the interactions like in the DMs? Well, it's been a while, but um, <laughs> they're not buying them every other day. Like, I make it sound like we're just, like, <laughs> chatting every other <laughs> day. No, it's not, I, it's not like that's... That. <laughs> um, what's the that's interactions so like? Uh, it's it's cute. Like, I just, the one thing that I remember is Kim Chi is just, like, the most polite, lovely person to talk to in the exchanges Aww. we had. Like, just such a sweetheart. And just... Like, I'll pay you whatever you want. I don't care. Like, just, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and the same with um, Naomi, Naomi Smalls. I mean, they're just both, they're lovely. It's cute. Yeah, that's so cool. So your Instagram, you've got a lot of followers. How, when did that sort of start taking off and become, I guess, the main way that people would find you and, and purchase from you? And were you making a conscious effort to grow it or was it just sort of happening organically? Yeah, no, I never have tried to with the Instagram. I've always said I could be so much better with it. I kind of hate, I love hate Instagram. It's kind of a drainer and I ignore it for big stretches of time as well, which is not great if I'm trying to like grow, you know, my presence online or anything, but saying things like that make me cringe as well. So that's probably why I ignore it. Um, I just find a lot of, <laughs> kind of fake and disgusting at the same time as an amazing creative tool that people can use. Um, but uh, I guess this was uh, in back when I had that first job that I got given in Melbourne that I explained uh, earlier, mm-hmm. I had Instagram and Two of my NAS friends, Sean and Lana, who you know, we were drunk one night and oh, I made an Instagram. Out. And they they made me make an Instagram in 2012. And I was like, no, I don't want to do it. And they were like, do it. It's the best. And I did it. And then um, I moved to Melbourne and I was just posting anything, like it's just a private personal Instagram, just like pictures of my food and embarrassing crap like that with, that you do in 2012. <laughs> and um, yeah. filtered to heavens. And um, then <laughs> I, got the job, I got the job at the salon, which is the one called Ice Cream Nails, which I believe you two visited at one point back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. that's right, with Georgia. So um, cute. Yes. Yeah. Hey. That, was, that was cute. Um, and That was really cute. Yeah, cute times. And I <laughs> started, obviously, just because nails was such a huge part of my life. And even before that job, I would post you know, some pictures of my own nails here and there. And then I would start posting my nails that I was doing at work and it became more nail pictures than it was pictures of my niece or my food or my outfit or whatever else I was posting. And so <laughs> people started following because the, the salon I worked at, um, Ice Cream Nails had quite a big following. That they, they, they sort of started doing nail art specific services at a time where it was kind of like, what's nail art? Even though it had existed for a long time, but everyone was yeah. like, Oh, it's cool again. You know, it's not just a thing from the late eighties. It's like a fun thing to do again. That's not tacky. And, um, mm. so, <laughs> so I think people just started following me there because, um, because of the nails I was posting and the association with the salon and, as I said, it quickly became more nails than it was personal stuff. So at one point I just decided to make another account and make that my, you know, bullshittery account and my change the <laughs> change the name of my my other one to just the nails account and make it just nails because I would randomly post a picture of like say I posted a picture of my niece or something and been like, lol, look at this on her birthday and someone would be like, Who the hell is that? Like where isn't this a nail oh. account? <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah. um, Rude. Yeah, I know. And it just became a place. It just became a bit more of a public domain, which I kind of uh, enjoyed and hated at the same time, but decided to keep other things away from there maybe, but, um, and just turned it yeah. into nails. And then, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I never really tried to get people to follow me necess- <clears throat> excuse me, necessarily, but, um, I don't know. It's lovely. Like I, I it's lovely that so many mm. people want to um, follow and support me. And I have um, definitely many handfuls of um, really lovely fans who really interact with me in such a positive way. 
obviously there's a lot yeah, well, of... Yeah, you don't feel like you shy well. away from being yourself on it as well. Like your stories seem still very personal as well as posting yeah. emails. Oh, uh, yeah, totally. Um, I could do, yeah, I could be so, do so much more of that. I do have this fear of just putting myself, like my own life, my own thoughts that have anything to, anything to do with n- not nails. That was a weird way to say that. Anything other than nails on <laughs> like some weird, anyway. Um, so anything that's nothing to do with nails, I kind of, even today still get a bit nervous about posting on uh, that account. Um, just because, I don't know, it, it, maybe it's just, I just think of it like, you know, that, that inner saboteur that everybody has, sorry to quote RuPaul, um, but, you know, to give you some 101. But you did it, um, but you did it. <laughs> but, I, but I bloody did, um, at least saying. Um, and, uh, yeah, a few more followers, you'll get uh, there. No, but no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> title um, of episode, Liam, Liam's, yeah. No, Liam Peters fracking. Do <laughs> oh, not even no? say that. Yeah, yeah, great. Exactly. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, no, but uh, 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 what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Um, we were talking uh, about fracking. No. <laughs> um, I did um, bring it up. Inner saboteur, your inner saboteur. Like the inner anxiousness, which I call Susan, um, because my mum told well, me to name my... Um, inner anxiousness one time ages ago so it was became Susan um and uh so that sort of tells you like no one gives a shit about you people only care about nails and pretty stuff and if it's anything less than just so and perfect lighting and blah 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 like people don't like it and and I know even just saying this now I know that that's kind of bullshit um but still, I, I still feel it, even though I know it's probably not the case. You still feel that way because you do have some pretty negative interactions with people on Instagram as well, um, especially when I yeah. talk personally, because I do from time to time. I get brave enough and I talk about mental ill health or my uh, um, identity, gender identity or something like that. And then you get trolls that like you always will. Anyone that lives in the margins um, will get mm. somebody who wants to you know take you down a peg or two and so that happens um every time i show my face or something um but i suppose that has put me off doing that in the past but i really should just uh, i mean i really shouldn't really pay attention to susan and the the rest of the trolls (laughs) yeah it is hard i think it's a fine line and that's like the 2021 i guess um way of living and being online and having to deal with those people like it's a new way of kind of navigating your life that humans haven't had to navigate before yeah and it can be scary and it's sort of like everyone's one second away from being cancelled in quotations and so you're always kind of thinking you know is this gonna is someone gonna interpret this or in the wrong mm. way and it's yeah like, it's shit that we have to feel like I guess sometimes. as well though but like mm. your inner saboteur mm. like Susan she yeah yes Susan Sus. hey Sus we used um, to call the earthquake Susan oh my oh god, my god really oh my god how yeah. long Oh yeah. maybe, maybe that subconsciously popped itself into my brain and that's why I call this <laughs> oh my god she, well like like, it's weird that she is like, oh, my God, these people who I don't r- truly know, except they, I guess the ones who are fans, though, you wouldn't be worried about seeing you because no. they like you. But these people I don't really know don't want to see me or they don't want to know anything about me or they might come at me if they do mm. know anything. And it's like, what? how why does that matter? Of course it does matter to everyone. Yeah. But it's like, why has that become a thing that, like... Mm. But also the reason why you have built this following and you are such, like, produce such amazing work is because you are just authentically living as yourself. And so it's like a, it's different sides of the coin. It's like you may as well continue to be 
just yourself and put all your beautiful stuff out there and be praised for that and like the haters who aren't um keen can can fuck off yeah because like for (laughs) me like the fact that you're a queer nail artist is fucking cool yeah yeah absolutely And I'm so, yeah, I'm, yeah, completely proud of all of that. And it's not like I'm trying to live, like force myself away from that. Um, It's not so much, sometimes it is direct negative energy, but like a lot of the time it's just people questioning me and asking me to educate them a lot. And sometimes Mm. obviously that takes a toll and you're like, oh, um, you know, um, it can become a bit of a drainer real quick when you're constantly like defending yourself or that's how you feel anyway. Um, even though people were just genuinely inquiring about this, that or the other, um, some of it's kind of negative and I just ignore that. Some of it's negative and hilarious and I just love that and it's hilarious, but some of it is so funny. Um, but, um, sometimes when it's just like, Oh, can you explain what you mean when you say, uh, non-binary or can you explain what I mean what you mean when you say uh, mental ill health or whatever it was I was talking about like someone's going to be like um, oh I didn't know that about you and do you want to talk more about that and can you open up to me a bit more and like they're trying to connect with me but like obviously <laughs> you don't want to do that that many times over and have to educate people I mean you know Google was invented in 1998 so come on <laughs> <laughs> No, it's the truth though. Like literally Google is just like right there. Yeah. yeah. Was has your has your identity as a non-binary person been something that was really, I guess, an organic discovery, if that's the right word, or uh, was it something that sort of hit you in the face and you're like, oh my God, yes, that's me. Um, I think I, I can relate to both of those descriptions, to be honest, um, in a way. Um, an organic discovery, that's a nice, I suppose, yeah, that's a nice way to put it. I, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, it was um, something that this is uh, maybe like, oh, what are we now, 22 months, like five years ago or something um, that I first, five, six years ago that I first sort of heard those terms like genderqueer, mm. non-binary, um, things of that effect, gender non-conforming. Uh, and I heard those things and most of the time I, they just terrified me and I sort of would be in denial, like shun it, push, push it to the side, push it to the side. And it was very reminiscent of the time I went, <clears throat> sorry, that sounded like I was about to go. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, he's crying all the way from the window. No, 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 no. Oh my God, I literally just choked on my bloody Diana tea. Um, Believe believe you me, if I was about to cry, I would not be apologizing for it or like trying to choke it up. I would just full on cry for years. I don't think there's anything embarrassing about crying. It's just like cutting yourself and bleeding. Um, But yeah. uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Like I first saw these terms and it was kind of terrifying to start with because I knew probably deep in my core that that like, that's, uh, that's me, I guess. So, um, yeah. and I, I think you were likening it. You were maybe about to liken it to when you came out. Yeah, exactly. So when I was, I came out, I mean, I guess you could say it's late compared to a lot of people I know because I was about 20, I think, because all through my teen years, um, being 15, 16, 17, I would just deny any part of sexual life at all and any sexuality, any urge, any anything like that, I would completely ignore. I grew up in a house that was uh, Catholic and it's just like something that I didn't see went together at all and you kind of got told a lot that those things didn't go together. So um, complete denial there and complete shame of who I was and everybody uh, who lives in a, well... <laughs> Everyone who lives in Australia, I can only speak for Australia and New Zealand, obviously, but having lived in those places, but mm. there's systemic um, homophobia, transphobia that run through the, you know, the very core of the, of culture, even though you like to think yeah. that it isn't there, but it, it is in a way. And so everyone who grows up there, including queer people and trans people, uh, sort of almost are raised within that 
as well, to varying degrees. Some people successfully ignore, um, but I definitely was raised as a bit of a homophobe without even being uh, aware of that. And there was no intention of that behind my family or anything. No one was telling me, you know, spewing bigotry at me or anything like that. It's just like, it's completely other. It was. Completely othered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so that was terrifying and I denied it for so long and then finally decided to tell my parents that as I believed it then um, because of just lack of education, because the way the world was and still is for a lot of mm. people, um, just didn't know mm. anything about gender identity or what that means for me or the world I lived in. So I came out as a, a, yeah, a gay man. So I would identify as a, as a man at that point. And I always though felt weird about that term Pronouns. Mm. Oh, you've cut out again, Liam. Are you there, doll? Yeah. yeah. You're there. All right, great. <laughs> um, I the pronouns and stuff back then, I it went over my head, but I always, always, for some reason, hated the term man. Being referred to as a man was like disgusting to me for some reason. Like. Uh, I, I couldn't even explain it, but I would go along with it because, like, I didn't know anything else. I was like, that, "That's just the way it is," you know. But um, and I, I always, it always made me feel uncomfortable. Um, and I think, uh, as I said, like five, six years ago, um, I, and I think that's why I came to Melbourne. I really wanted to live in a bigger pool of people uh, where there's more people. You can find your own niche a little bit. Your own like your own little group a bit more um yeah it's, a more, there's, it's not as if there's more diversity because there's every type of person that lives in every type of town in the world but because there's a more of a population there's more of those people that you can surround yourself in um so that was more comforting for me and that's where I got a real more more of an education I so I suppose um so to speak and began to meet people who identified in uh as gender non-conforming, met more trans people. And I just knew that that was me as well, even though I tried to pretend that that wasn't and blah, blah, blah. And I remember meeting a, a good friend of mine at my job at that point. Um, and <laughs> they introduced themselves and so confidently just said, my pronouns are they, them. Uh, what are yours? And I said, I panicked and just said, and I, in my head for a split second, I thought, I just wanted to be like, same. <laughs> but Aww. I just, I just, I just couldn't because I knew, I knew it. It's like I felt like I was a, I don't know, like a fourteen-year-old again. When you see uh, like a gay person or a queer person, and you're inside, you're just like, yes. But on the outside, <laughs> you'd be like, no, I'm just joking. That. <laughs> so that's kind of that experience, and I felt so strange about it. And I was just like, oh, he, he, him, he, him, just yeah, just he, him, just he, him, smoke and mirrors. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, anyways, but, um, I guess I really began to realize like, oh, that's not who I am now. It's just who I've always been. And that's how I've always thought of myself, whether I really could comprehend that or not. Uh, but now I want to really sort of refer to myself in a different way. Um, labels are kind of, uh, can be really horrible things, but, I mean, the way society has developed over the past few hundred years, they are such a important thing to most people. So we have to respect people's labels for that reason, because, you know, cis-normative culture respects theirs so much. Mm, totally. Are you? Do you find that you have to, I guess, um, come out as non-binary a lot in like day-to-day yes. -day life because I there's to be honest in New Zealand I feel like there are, are absolutely non-binary people and we know <clears throat> plenty but in day-to-day -day life I don't really interact <clears throat> often with non-binary people you know where I work all yep. that kind of stuff and I feel like maybe in Melbourne it's a bit different it's a bit more um yeah, perhaps as I, I mean, I guess, like I said earlier, there's where there's more people, um, people mm. find, people find each other's in groups and those are the social circles they walk in. So you tend to stick 
with certain areas, I suppose. Yeah. But my yeah. life definitely crosses over into a completely different world when I go to work. Um, mm. The one downside of my job is that, as I said, it is in kind of a bit a, a bit more of a. Um, uh, it's definitely very cis gendered. Mm. Uh, straight white rich woman um as well mm. over there in that yeah. salon um i do attract my own little bunch of clientele here and there too but you know the bread and butter of the salon is is that um i want i'm trying to stop myself from saying unfortunately but <laughs> um, <laughs> but i'll say it unfortunately. no that's my job too yeah that's literally yeah. the same with me as i, I can understand imagine. and so i get misgendered all day every day and most of the time i do not mention it at all um because it's not worth the confrontation to me i don't like going through that confrontation confrontation like five times a day um and mm. then and then watching them stress about it because that's usually what happens. Um, yeah, sure, it's kind of shit when they do that and when people I know do it to me. And there are people I know who I've never discussed this with um, because mm. I didn't necessarily with a lot of people just say, by the way, everyone, um, this is me and this is what you have to do from now on. I didn't really do that big, you know, <laughs> gender reveal party. Group text. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> which by the way are disgusting atrocities um oh, yeah absolutely yeah which we hate and they should be called a genital reveal party and if you ever get pregnant stephanie yeah. i would love to have a genital reveal party um, <laughs> guys my baby's gonna have a pussy i've actually decided this week that <laughs> it's not worth the risk of me getting pregnant because i only want a gay son and the odds don't look great and that's my truth you might end up with just like a <laughs> terrible cisgendered man <laughs> i know i'd be so sad i'd be like are you sure you don't want to watch wizard of oz are you oh, sure? would be <laughs> um yeah. yeah they will be <laughs> yeah, they, they, they totally would be um but yeah it can be hard um because i didn't do that big you know yeah like a facebook status like everybody did 10 years ago it's like oh, i'm in a relationship with such and such and it's not real until it says it on facebook and that's kind of how we <laughs> our lives but i thought i mean that doesn't have to be the way it is when i came out as a gay person to my family and to everyone it was like that like i made a big speech at home and we did a big thing and i freaked out and it was all a big thing and i haven't really done that with my family i just I just carry on the way I am and refer to myself the way I am. And if people ask, I, or I correct people, there are people I need mm. to talk with about it more. So I'm still completely on that journey. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not talking about this whole um, gender um, identity situation from like a perspective of now I'm here and I used to be troubled about it. It's still a, a thing that you go through and I still have places mm. to go and I still have people to, to um, be open with um, about it, not because I need to be uh, forcing or not, not because I need to tell people it's because I owe it to myself to be open with people. Like, otherwise I'm just not going to be settled within myself. Um, but I have been doing that in baby steps along the way. Um, like the most recently was at in the middle of lockdown and I, uh, I was open with my bosses about that at Soak Bar um, because I wasn't the whole time I worked there. I just thought pushing that to the back, I was like, these people have no clue about any of this. It's complete news mm. to them. It's com like, it's, it's a complete new education and I had no strength or energy starting the new job. I just, I should have, I could have done it from the get go, but I didn't and that's fine but I just didn't have that within myself. And I finally pushed myself with some help from some friends to do that. And um, obviously Susan was in the background saying, it's going to be a nightmare. You're going to get fired. You're going to get bullied all the time and it's no one's going to oh. understand you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but um, uh, at the end of the day, it's been, it's been fine. It's, it's been a funny process, but um, they've been, you know, wonderful. And they, they've, um, they've taken, everything I offered them and really soaked it all in to their brains. And, um, they, oh my God. No pun intended. Oh my God. 
That's terrible. So good. Uh, Oh my god. Yeah, Um, you see yourself out. Thank you. I'm just yeah. Well, thank you for sharing it with us. (laughs) Because as people who have people who listen to this podcast who don't uh, even probably know the. I guess the definition of yeah. being non-binary. I know people who listen to this podcast who um, won't have ever heard people talk like this before. Yeah. So it's really cool. Yeah. You're really cool. You. You're yeah. so cool. Literally before we started recording, I was like doing one last scroll of your gram and I just yelled out today. And I was like, Liam is so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's so nice. Shit idea. And we've thought it, we've thought it for years. Oh, oh, likewise, we you have. guys are just oh, <laughs> vibe. I love it. <laughs> well, before we get too gushy, shall we go into your life of the party? Something oh, that is no. just like giving you life at the moment, Liam. Um, this is might be a lame one, but um, just over the past few days, and like my tiny little breaks here and there at work, the thing that's given me and some of the others at work a chuckle from the interwebs um, has been. <laughs> I don't know why. I find it <laughs> is all the Bernie Sanders memes? Oh, no. <laughs> the gloves. Just him sitting I, there on his chair, and like the whole—I mean, obviously, the life of the party is the whole inauguration, and Lady Gaga, like, obviously beaming with pride, singing, and with that humongously yes. obnoxious dove on her chest. And um, oh my god, and the hair, the hair, hair. it was all obnoxious the size of the skirt, skirt, (laughs) everything so much. It was beautiful. And then, do you know, it was not obnoxious though? The way she sang, it was just perfect. It wasn't like she wasn't screaming that I've decided I hate the American national anthem. I think it's too much. It needs a revamp. I'm done with it. It's just like it's too hard to sing. (laughs) Because <laughs> you've tried. Yeah. <laughs> Given that, could it be described as the perfect national anthem for that country then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Bernie Sanders meme, though, for me, it's the crossed legs. It's yes. so good. And so the disposable mask. That's yeah. off, like, off to the side. <laughs> he just looks like... Oh. Um, like at Saturday morning, like netball or something, and granddad's come to yeah. watch. Like, yeah. I'm over it. I have to be here for the next half hour, but I'm not enjoying it. That's what it is. It's so good. And I think he's loving it from what I've read. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's loving the memes. I also just am obsessed with all what everyone was wearing. Like everyone was in monochrome. Yes. Yeah, good times. Hey? All the granddaughters matching masks to their outfits. I'm obsessed with them. Yeah, I saw, yeah, a, so good. saw a meme and it was like someone had taken a person like a person of note at the inauguration and in each different primary color and made like a um a pride flag with their outfits it was pretty cute (laughs) oh yeah that was amazing that was amazing there was also a tiktok that i saw now that i'm a tiktok queen and it was like a hypothetical group chat situation between all like michelle Lady Gaga, um, Kamala, oh, and Jill Biden. And it was just yeah. like an, any group chat you'd see between friends being like, okay, guys, what are we wearing? And then it's like, let's all go monochromatic. It was so good. Oh, oh my God. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I hope they do. <laughs> so good. And something that peaked too soon for you that you're just like, what? Wah, wah. Uh, um, look, this one is. It's kind of a general, um, uh, a general topic. However, it, 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 I'll use a specific um, that kind of it relates. Um, but basically, my picture soon that I'm just like, what the hell? Even though I'm kind of not surprised, and that's kind of the worst part, is that I'm not sure if you are aware, being over in New Zealand. But over here in um, Australia, in a few days, there's a public holiday that they refer to Um, commonly as Australia Day. And um, which is firstly a major peak too soon, ridiculous. Um, We like to uh, obviously call it Invasion Day. For those who don't know, it's Mm. um, the day that's marked on the calendar as a day apparently of some sort of 
you know, national celebration, but it's actually the day that um, marks the arrival of the first fleet that landed in Australia. So it absolutely is not some sort of beginning of Australia's culture or something. It's it's just absolutely atrocious to even think of some sort of Australia pride on that day, given it was the start of such atrocities for the First Nations people. Um, however, mm-hmm. something that's disgusting um, that relates is that on leading up to that and on that time, there is um, like a, an award, like Australia's highest honour, I suppose, so to speak, is going to be bestowed on a person and the Prime Minister decides who that is. And he's given it to this woman, Margaret Court. I'm not sure if you're familiar with who that person is. Oh, God, Oh, the tennis lady. She's a tennis champion from way back. She's got, like, of course, she's had an amazing tennis career and she's amazing at tennis. (laughs) Not anymore, I don't think, but, like, she was and she's, like, an icon apparently because of that. Um, However, now she's a a Pentecostal minister these days. I think she lives in Perth or something. But um, she has been given this, like, honour as, like, some noteworthy Australian who should be honoured above all else on Australia Day, whereas she publicly is just a disgusting bigot and literally you wouldn't believe what you would actually like the crap that comes out (laughs) of this woman's mouth is disgusting it is so racist it is anti-trans it is anti-queer it is just hateful and i just think the fact that scomo which is the prime minister like his name is actually scott morrison but we'll just call him (laughs) um it's decided that like it's disgusting. Australia Day is disgusting anyway. Um, yeah. The fact that has been given such a prestigious uh, nod is disgusting. And the whole thing is – and then <clears throat> Scott Morrison himself has been saying some pretty whack stuff in the media regarding Australia Day as well. Just quickly, it's um, – I think Cricket Australia, which is obviously a huge thing, um, was pushing to – make a good change and refer to the 26th of January as the 26th of January in their promotional and stop calling it Australia Day, which is an appropriate Mm. move um, to try Mm. and uh, be more inclusive of their, um, their audience, I suppose. Um, But ScoMo was, um, he said that that push from them was, I think he said it was pretty ordinary and then went on later to say that, and this people are like so pissed off at this. He said, it wasn't a referring to um, Invasion Day, the day when the First Nations were invaded. He referred to it mm. as that it wasn't particularly, I think he said it wasn't a particularly flash day for the people on the ships either. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Laughable. I can understand the comedy in that because it's so ridiculous, but it's, that, it's yeah. just that. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't know why. He thinks that that is no. He does just, not care. He does not give a yeah. fuck. They are there for the money that you get. It's just like a, it's a huge day for corporations. Yeah, it is, and it just makes me so sad. Like obviously, but I just can't believe the leader of this country, the person that should be leading by example, is the person saying stuff like that. I mean, it's yeah. very, it's just very disappointing outrageous. and. Yeah, so that is definitely all of that is my peak too soon. Sorry to go on and on, but no, that's totally fair enough. Well, we are totally familiar with at least the um, uh, the feeling towards Invasion yeah. Day, and when we lived there, that chatter wasn't really starting public as like publicly, and I guess as huge as the like. Um, pushbackers and protesters now and I I wish it kind of was because at the time I definitely didn't even think about that but being Mm. you know older and definitely with a bit of a glow up I Mm. realized that with bangs now yeah someone now with bangs I totally get it it's so disgusting and I mean we probably need to have those conversations here as well like why tangi day isn't uh, you know, it shouldn't really be a celebration. Yeah. It's not, no. Yes, there was a, like an agreement signed, but it was an agreement that fucked over a whole group of people. Yep. Yeah, and it was an agreement that uh, is poorly translated as well. Absolutely. Exactly. I think Damn, people... that sucks. Oh, totally. It's just, yeah, it's trash. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, we are hoping that Margaret Court has a terrible, terrible 29th of January. 26th of January. And 29th as well, though. Yeah. I hope 29th is bad for her as well, to be fair, of every month. (laughs) I hope she trips while she's accepting her award. Yeah. Oh, God. And ScoMo, get out of here. Get on, get on, go and get. Had enough of him. Same. Had enough of him. Australia, like politics, I just don't understand. Can you vote in Australia, Leah? No, I can't. Um, no, mm. they did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. No. Well, shall we say the mantra? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. You're Can welcome to join yeah. in. I think yes, I know it. Please. <laughs> okay. Okay. 2001 to 2008. There ain't a song that we hate. I was trying to time it up. I was trying to time it up too, but who knows? It's probably a (laughs) myth. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So this is our segment where we add a banger from the period of 2001 to 2008 to our playlist, and we inherently trust your taste in music, Leah. And we're so excited to hear what you're adding to the playlist. Okay, well, it may be a surprise because I feel like you're probably expecting one thing, but you're probably going to get another. Um, I yeah. wanted so badly to put one of my faves, Celine's, obviously, because Celine yes. is queen. Um, she is. However, the ones from 2001 to 2008 aren't my faves, so oh. I didn't feel right within myself to do that. So what I've gone with instead was another... Um, Canadian, um, who, and I feel like this is, I double check oh. and I'm hopefully this is not yeah. on your playlist, but I'm going to go no. with, I'm going to go with Skater Boy. Oh, oh yes. yes. Oh my God. That's actually so perfect. It is. We have been talking about Avril so much recently. Really? <laughs> I felt it in the yeah. words, obviously. Um, yeah. Amazing. With, we just um, looked at each other and we were like, it's Shania. But then you hit us oh, with Avril. Yeah, I just came out of It's just like, yeah, I know, right? It's a bop. Like, I mean, I love that song. Who oh. doesn't? Yeah, no. You Sing c- Star? Couldn't make it any more obvious. It was on Sing Star, right? <laughs> Bad Boy? Complicated was. Oh, Complicated was, yeah. yeah. Which is also a good time. We actually, at work, we often put on Avril and then we'll, and usually it's I'm with you. And we just oh, yeah. like scream it, and oh. then and then we'll do an Avril Lavigne radio and just really yeah, good go times. through the hits. Yeah, the conspiracy theory that she's actually dead oh. and replaced by a, a, a doppelganger. Oh yeah, what so so good. There's, I, there's some random conspiracy. Literally, that's her song. What the hell? Pardon? <laughs> her song. What the hell? <laughs> I know. Well, um, there's like some random conspiracy theory I read one time, which is ridiculous, but something to do with like, she's Madeline McCann's sister or some shit. And oh my God, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I know. So inappropriate. But I love so it. Good. The oh, things that happen when you marry Chad Kruger. Are they married? <laughs> they were. They were. Anymore. She also dated Brody Jenner, like right in the peak of his fame. Avril. Yeah. Yeah. Outrageous, eh? She is outrageous. Do you know she... what one of my fave Avril songs is? Yeah. Is the lip gloss remix with Lil Mama. Who's <laughs> on it? Isn't she? Oh, no, not lip gloss. <laughs> no, what is it? It's, oh, shit. No, Boyfriend, the Boyfriend remix oh. with Lil Mama. Oh, the remix. Little Mama be a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that the, the lip gloss hey, remix hey, with Avril Lavigne? That one? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that one. Oh, Girlfriend. Wait. Yeah, Girlfriend. Girlfriend, yeah. Which oh, apparently, God. Shit, that... apparently she was in some lawsuit about back in the day because someone tried to say that she copied that from an old song, which was scarily similar, the melody. Ah, probably interesting. Dead. Probably dead. Probably yeah. dead. Probably dead. Oh my gosh. Well, that is incredible. We love we love yeah. that song. Thank on you the so playlist. much. Actually glaringly obvious hole yeah. in the playlist. Yeah, it was. I expected to see it actually. I thought, have I heard someone say that? But no. There you go. Did you write SK8? 
Yes, I literally MBOI. did. <laughs> yeah, MBOI. I wrote it down here on my Titanic notepad. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad the video is not working. I know. It's literally right here. It's, it's a... <laughs> that is amazing. Well, Liam, thank you so much for joining us and, and chatting with us. We, As we said, you have been someone that has been on our list from the get-go and we yeah we have loved chatting and keep keep doing your amazing work thank you so much it's it's been so lovely to talk to you and catch up um thank you for having me oh you're so welcome and everyone like fight against the susan you know yeah fight against (laughs) that susan Susan in your brain (laughs) we've all got one and i guess hey this is my hangover um oh yeah yeah yeah. so we all have a susan right or something of that nature and it in the words of my mother it's not about getting rid of susan it's about learning to live with her (laughs) Ah, i love that i love that well everyone please also follow liam at liam peter nails for your inspo um also the brat style nails you did recently are incredible Thank you so much. That took so long. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, mean... I, I love that one. It was a good time. Oh, it was so great. Well, everyone also follow our playlist, subscribe to the podcast and have an amazing day wherever you are right now. Rwanda. Rwanda. Wherever. Melbourne. Melbourne. <laughs> Wherever. Thank you so much, Liam. Wherever you are, I believe that. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that on that. That's that on that. Bye. Bye. Bye.